Less stress, more time, more money. Welcome to the Cash Flow Contractor, short with Martin Holland. Hello, Cash Flow Contractors. This is Martin Holland, and welcome to uh, a new type of episode. Uh, today, I'm going to do a book review. I have a list on my computer of about 165 books that I've read concerning business topics that I at least thought were worth writing down on my list. I've read others that didn't make the cut, but I thought it might be useful to do a book review on some of the books that I think are more important. So welcome to my uh, very first book review. Um, Hope it goes well and probably improve over time. But in the book reviews, I want to talk about what area of business the book covers or applies to. Is it an important book? Uh, What's the subject of the book? I'll discuss what it says a little bit. I'll uh, label the book as either academic or easy and fun or somewhere in between. I'll uh, give my opinion as to whether or not it's more theoretical or more practical, whether it's interesting or tedious. I'll give you a list of takeaways, and then I'll recommend the book somewhere between 1 to 10 on a on a must-read scale. So with that, my very first book I'm going to review is titled Two Second Lean, How to Grow People and Build a Fun, Lean Culture. It's by a fellow named Paul Akers. I'm sure that many of you have heard of him. He's a little bit eccentric, a little bit obsessed, but he's also a millionaire, and he's the founder and owner of Fast Caps, which makes uh, automotive parts, I'll say interior parts, and delivers them. Uh, He has a long history of working with Toyota and others. But an overview of lean, lean implies cut to the bone, and lean does not mean cut to the bone. Lean is not an austerity program. Lean is all about eliminating waste. I'm always talking about increasing your margins, and there are two ways to do that. One is to get the price up. The other way is to get your cost down. Akers says that 90% of what we do is waste. Now, that seems like a loss, but I suppose that could mean things like having to lean over the kitchen table to get my coffee instead of just extend my arm a foot. But he maintains that 90% of what we do is waste. He has a great little uh, example in his book. Uh, It's actually the result of a QR code that if you point your phone at it, it takes you to a 55-second video about eliminating waste in the dishwasher in his company kitchen. And what he does is he has a little Velcro uh, tab on the dishwasher, and one side's red and one side's green. And then he has two buttons labeled number one and number two. So if you're going to wash dishes, they're dirty, you turn it from red to green. You press button number one and button number two, And the next person that walks up doesn't even have to look or guess if the dishes are clean or dirty. They see that it's green. That means that it was clean. They turn it to red and open it up. But it doesn't stop there. He's got the silverware trays all labeled so that you put all the forks of one size in one uh, slot in the dishwasher, the knives, the spoons, whatever else in the others, all grouped together so that when you empty the dishwasher, there's no sorting. So that's kind of an example of the level at which Paul Akers is reducing waste and eliminating uh, excess waste in his manufacturing company. 
but maybe I need to define lean. Lean is not just eliminating waste. What he talks about in the book is that it's building a culture that constantly improves through the elimination of waste or constantly improves the performance of the company by eliminating waste. Toyota is associated with the original lean, the manufacturing process, and I think everybody's heard of just-in-time inventory and stop-the-line ability in their manufacturing line. Any person could stop the line with a problem. They would come out and look at the problem and solve it. Maybe a door didn't fit, which was a problem all the way back in engineering, but they eliminated that waste. There's a guy quoted in the book named Jeff Kloss, and he says, waste is like gravity. It pulls at you 24-7, and if you don't have a system to overcome it, you're going to lose, and it's going to win. Now, that's lean in general is eliminating waste. Two-second lean is what Paul Akers is famous for, and it's find his definition of two-second lean is to find something every day that saves you two seconds. It's learning to spot and eliminate waste and celebrating each achievement. Uh, with buy-in from your folks. So, two-second lean. Let me, let me jump back and say what the eight main areas of lean are. So, learning to spot waste is a talent. We put up with it all the time until somebody like the dishwasher example say, well, yeah, that's right. I do spend a lot of time, usually at my house, sorting the silverware. Well, I don't know that I'm going to do everything that Paul uh, Akers said to improve my efficiency on the dishwasher, but that's a that's a great example. But how to identify waste? It's learned skill and it's awareness. And he identifies the eight sources of waste, which again, I think originated with Toyota. And they are one is overproduction. Two is transportation of overproduced things. Three is excess inventory. Four is defects. Five is overprocessing, doing well, something that need not be done at all. And some ideas jumped to my mind real quickly is I have a friend who has a manufacturing plant and one of the things that they do is load parts onto carts and they've ordered organized those carts really well so that when they go to the next station they're easy to find the part and pull it off. Well, they're doing something well that need not be done at all because eventually they put in a conveyor belt so they didn't ever have to load and unload. So that's a kind of an idea of... of uh, Overprocessing. Another example of overprocessing from my background, uh, in when I was in the sprinkler business, was we were very good at trenching and putting pipe in trenches, and we were very good at closing it back up and tamping it down so that it didn't damage the yard or the property. That we it wasn't evident for very long. It wasn't an open wound. Well, then we came upon uh, vibratory plows, and we could pull the pipe in the ground and never dig, dig a trench at all. Uh, maybe even a more simple uh, doing something well that need not be done at all is writing a really great ad for the Yellow Pages. Now, a lot of you might be laughing. Are you kidding me? But I've had clients over the past three years spending thousands of dollars every year on Yellow Page ads that were doing them no good. In other words, it was entirely waste. So we have overproduction, transportation, excess inventory, defects, overprocessing, uh, number six is wasted motion. i uh, give you an example of that. I have a very efficient contractor client. He's an electrician. And one of the reasons he is so efficient is he has a very efficient foreman. And his foreman's byword is one trip up the ladder. In other words, I don't go up the ladder to look at the conduit, come back down, bend it, go back up, 
forgot my tool, go back down, go back up. I didn't bend it far enough. It's one trip up the ladder. What do I need to do to make one trip up the ladder? And surprisingly, sometimes that one thing is just to have a well-equipped tool belt. So wasted time is number six, or no, wasted motion is number six. Wasted time is uh, number seven. I think contractors will really recognize wasted time. It's one of the things I always look for when working with contractors is when do the guys or the gals get to the shop and when do they get to the job? And a lot of times those two numbers are far apart. I have a a former contractor client who was having that difficulty with three crews and he found that his guys were showing up at the shop, leaving on time, but they were going to get gas. They went in the convenience store, they bought coffee and Twinkies and whatever else they bought. So rather than get mad and just chew them out, what he did was put vending machines in his office. So it was at the off or at the shop. It was at the shop, get your stuff, go directly to the job. So you eliminate wasted time. Um, Checklists is another thing. So guys are leaving the shop. Do they have all the tools? Do they have the standard items they need? In a plasticized, you can do it electronically, but just a laminated sheet with a checklist on it can save you thousands of dollars by the end of the year for wasted trips and somebody coming back to get the part or the tool that they forgot. Uh, Organizing your truck so people can find things. All of those things will eat away at that wasted time. Wasted talent is number eight. And by that, he talks about that as being the greatest waste. In other words, you're not utilizing the brains of the people that you have. If you successfully build a lean culture, a two-second lean culture, it isn't anybody has to go to college and get an industrial engineering degree. They can just make small improvements. So if your whole team every day is making small improvements, at the end of the year, you're going to be a more efficient company than you were at the start. The... uh, The ninth, although it's not official, but the ninth waste is the one that we should just be thinking about. It's the catch-all. It's eliminate what bugs you. And you as an owner or manager, it might be your messy warehouse aisles. It might be things not organized right on the shelves. It might be trash cans that are um, in a difficult location. It might be some software that you have problems. It might be that you consistently send guys to jobs with, with missing parts. Uh, this isn't all in the field either. This can be software or uh, bookkeeping. The way you keep books, uh, the processes you use to keep books can be annoying and wasteful. So whatever it is that bugs you, you find a way to improve it. It might take you 10 minutes. It might take you an hour to achieve the two-second lean, but you've saved two seconds every day for the rest of the time you're in business. And the book is consistent with everything we talk about at uh, cash flow contractor. It's the the small things that matter most. First, because it's the small things that you can actually do on a routine basis, but it's also multiplied, as I said just a minute ago, imagine your entire staff constantly looking to make small improvements. And back to Toyota, they famously make a million, over a million lean improvements every year. That's year after year after year they improve their processes. This book tells you in simple language how you can get started. And as I mentioned earlier, it has QR codes in there. So when he discusses a concept you may not get, you can just point your smartphone at it. It'll open it up in YouTube and show you a 55-second or or maybe a two-minute video, nothing longer than that, 
that explains it to you. And he tells you how to build a culture. The, uh, the finding things to do will be the easier part of it. Getting everybody to buy in and be enthusiastic about it is likely to be the hard part. So on this book, my rating, um, I'm going to rate it as a must-read. Uh, the areas that it cover in business, it, of the four areas, guiding the business, getting the business, doing the business, and administering the business, it sounds like this is kind of one of the doing the business, the production type things, but it's not. It applies to every facet of your business. Is it academic or easy and fun? It is absolutely not academic. He, he uh, declaims academia. He said, not academia, but he said if the book were, were being written by a college professor, he wouldn't read it. It's just practical information with lots of stories about how you can get started in your business. Uh, you can read it in one sitting, uh, maybe two at the most. Is it theoretical or practical? It's absolutely practical. It tells you things that you can do. You can read the book and start the following day. Is it interesting or tedious? Well, obviously, in my mind, it's a very interesting book. The takeaways from the book, I think most are lean is not austerity. It's eliminating, it's finding and rooting out waste. It's building a culture that's constantly looking for waste. Uh, one of the things is don't overthink it. Uh, it's like the dishwasher. Maybe that's uh, something you wouldn't have thought at. Of, but it's not a complicated, you don't need to buy software that runs your company from front to back. It's just find little things. One of his key points is the people working with you, they don't worry about somebody else's area. What can they do in their area to save on waste? What can they do to get two seconds better every day? Um, another takeaway is waste is everywhere once you learn to spot it. Lean is a culture of people who enthusiastically spot and eliminate waste, and the small gains result in massive improvements, and Lean is never fi finished. Uh, he gives you the eight areas to help you start looking for waste, overproduction, transportation, excess inventory, um, defects, doing something wrong and having to do it over, overprocessing, doing things that you don't really need to do, wasted motion, the one trip up the ladder, wasted time, the guys at Will Blake's uh, shop that were having a hard time getting to the job on time, a wasted talent using people's ideas, and then finally the, uh, the uh, catch-all to spotting waste is whatever it is that bugs you. And if you're a business owner and a contractor, you can go home and write out a 100-point list of things that bug you. I know you can do that. So as a recommendation, I recommend this book as a 10. It will start you thinking differently, um, and it will give you a foundation to begin acting differently. Again, the name is Two Second Lean, How to Grow People and Build a Fun, Lean Culture by Paul Akers, A-K-E-R-S. Thanks for listening to The Cash Flow Contractor. Check out our website in the show notes or visit thecashflowcontractor.com.